0: This is a podcast from Snakarikinosk for Radio Nova. Happy listening. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? All right. So you're still listening to Snakarikinosk, and we're going to go and deep dive into what's happening to Israel and Palestine. And if you're like me, you're going around scratching your head trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And really, it's not unfolding. So if you're wondering the same thing that I did, Barbara got your back and mine as yes. well. Yes, I'm going to try at least. Um, so basically, just to get back on what's been happening. So this year has been the deadliest year on record for Palestinians uh, in the I- Israeli-occupied West Bank, uh, which could have motivated Hamas to strike Israel as it did on October 7th uh, with a spectacular attack. Uh, Hamas might also have been seeking to score a major propaganda victory against Israel to boost its popularity among ordinary Palestinians. Because although, and we're going to deep dive into that a bit more, we say that Hamas just represents Palestinian. Uh, That's not all the truth. It's not the Palestinian army. Is it not? It is not. It's just like a group uh, that is called by numerous of countries a terrorist group. And they are helping out uh, Palestine right now because it's in their best interest. Uh, And we're going to just talk about how it came to be and why they are helping and everything. But basically, they want as many Palestinians on their side. So that's kind of why they're helping, because the objective, the utmost objective of Hamas is the destruction of Israel. So... Uh, The fact that it has taken so many Israelis captive is likely to be aimed at pressuring Israel to free some about 4,500 Palestinians that are held in Israeli prisons, uh, which would encourage Palestinians to also be like, yeah, okay, let's go Hamas, you know? Because as I said in the last segment, is that a lot of Israelis and Jewish people have been taken hostage by Hamas and literally just like in the most horrific way you can imagine. Really Hollywood movie, people like getting you out of a festival, like tearing you apart from your families and friends with heavy, heavy weapons and just dragging you out to God knows where. So that's what has been happening to Israelis and it's led by Hamas. But on the other hand, as I mentioned, it's almost five thousand Palestinians that are held captive and it's like literally sad, because otherwise, if you ask me, I think a lot more are being held captive and we're going to get into that. So it's also been three nights uh, that Gaza has been bombed by the Israeli military. Um, uh, and Israel has told, actually, this happened today, Israel has told Palestinians uh, living in Uh, the West Bank, that they should be exiting. They have to flee because Israel is going to strike back because of what happened on October 7th. So they said you have to leave to save your life. The only issue is that there's only one really tiny way and tiny road to leave the West Bank. And this is exactly where Israeli military latched their bombs, causing hundreds of people to die as well, there lots of children, only civilians, and usually Israel hits for um, people just living in buildings um, and stuff like that. So a lot of people have died. Basically, that's what has been happening this week. So very, very terrifying time and terrifying place to be uh, in Israeli and occupied Palestine. But, okay, now we're going to try to get into why how did we get there, basically? So, after the fall of the Ottoman Empire, which is where uh, Palestine and Israel are now, it was the Ottoman Empire. And at the end of World War One, because they were a part of, with uh, Germany on it, it just dissolved, just like you, the USSR did uh, after the Cold War. It dissoluted, creating lots of countries in the area, including Palestine. But... Then, because it was at wartime and the result of a war, it was taken by the winning parties of the war. So the British had their hands on Palestine. And already in Europe, there was a lot of anti-Semitism going on, like a lot. And it was going super, super bad. And we have actual writers and philosophers uh, saying that they were seeing so much anti-Semitism going on in Europe in their like proper country and they were saying if it's happening in my house like in my country in europe like this is going bad for jewish people so we have to help them out so basically that was kind of when uh zionism started to arise and zionism is the belief that jewish people needed their own state to just basically be able to leave safely without having the fear every day to be discriminated against, to have violence coming onto them. Then in 1917, the British signed a document, which is the Balfour Declaration, legitimizing Zionism and therefore the fact that Jewish people are going to get their own state with the help of the British. That's already kind of a promise that they made. And then happened... The Shoah, which is a Hebrew word for catastrophe, uh, during World War Two and the yeah the catastrophes that it was, and encouraged kind of by that, we already had an exodus going on with a lot of uh, European Jewish people who were migrating to find a place. So they first went to Argentina, they tried to go to Uganda, and then they were like, you know what, Jerusalem, like that sounds pretty nice. Palestine, love it. But the problem is, uh, in Palestine, are Palestinians. So what do we do with that? But that was not a problem for uh, the United Nations. After World War II, in 1948, if I'm not mistaken, 1947, the United Nations signed the creation of Israel, dividing Palestine in different zones. Uh, Some would be Muslim and some would be Jewish, with Jerusalem that would have an international status. Um, So since early the 1900s onward to 1948, there was a double colonization happening in Palestine. There was the colonization of the British that were there because of World War I. And then the colonization of the legal Israelis uh, that happened uh, the second part of the 20th century. So it's been... like 150 years that the Palestine have not been able to feel completely at home and have been under colonization. Then in 1948 is also what is called the Nakba. So now this is an Arabic word. Uh, And uh, it means the ethnic cleansing of almost a million Palestinians. Because then when after uh, everything was signed by the United Nations for um, the Jewish people to be able to have their own state and they migrated there. They didn't want to have any Muslim people or Christian people there. So they had to do some sort of cleansing. So there was a new catastrophe that happened there as well. So what Israel did, it was uh, denying the return of Palestinians outside of their homeland. And since the, Palest- since the Palestinians have been stateless and under mi- military occupation. Basically, Palestinians don't want many things. Like, they're not asking for much at all. They are asking for equal rights uh, in their historic homeland, uh, which hasn't been uh, in question since 1948. We didn't ask them for anything. At no point, we asked them, are you okay to have a new country uh, created in your homeland? We just did that. And it's been uh, representing 75 years of land theft oppression, and many more years of occupation, as I mentioned. So I want to mention another date, which is June 1957. So in June 1957, uh, in um, Israel and occupied, therefore, Palestine, there was the Six Days War against her Arabic neighbors. Uh, So basically what it meant is that Israel went in war for six days and won, uh, against uh, none other than Egypt, Syria, and Jordan. Out of this war, they gain land. So not only were they occupying a lot of what is Palestine because the United Nations signed the treaty, but it was also expending. So thanks to this war, they gained the Gaza Strip from Egypt. The Golan, um, I don't know, I think it's some sort of plane, Uh, in Syria, and they got East Jerusalem. And for Jordan, they got Jordania. So now they became like a rather big country in the Middle East. Then in 1990s, there was the also agreement with Bill Clinton and Arabic leaders. It was the first time that kind of the Middle East and uh, the West was talking about the situation that was going on uh, there and they said that they would recognize both Israel and Palestine and both of their rights but this was only again with arabic leaders and bill clinton the israelis were not there and they were not happy with that they were like no this is this is becoming israel now so no so nowadays what does palestine look like do you guys have any idea Yeah, I saw this picture when I was trying to get into it, um, how it looked before and how Mm -hmm. like every, I think it was like every five years um, uh, on the Snapchat where it it got smaller and smaller and smaller. And now they have like three or four, I want to say dots, Mm because that's what it's really, really small land because Israel has taken over it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to describe exactly what is Palestine nowadays. So since 1967, the Israeli regime has established more than 130 illegal settlements uh, that are only for Palestinians, just for them. But that's not then. We have four parts that are Palestinian in uh, what is Israel and Palestine. So we have the heartland, uh, which is up north, with around 2 million people. And here, Palestinians have Israeli citizenship, but their rights are inferior to those of Jewish nationals in law and in practice. Then we have the West Bank that represents 2.7 million. Uh, Palestinians uh, that live there are under military rule. They are denied all political and human rights and are trapped between Jewish-only settlements. So it's very, very tiny. Then we have East Jerusalem with 350,000 Palestinians, uh, I mean people, and Palestinians have permanent residency there. They face discrimination in healthcare, education, and employment. And there is a constant risk of, of expulsion or home demolition to profit Jewish nationals. We also have the Gaza Strip that I was talking about, and that's where the bombing has been happening. That represents 2 million people. And in those 2 million people are living in 400 kilometers square. Which represents half of Berlin, and in Berlin they have 3.5 million inhabitants. So this is a little, cl- a little small, you know. And their Palestinians are under siege, uh, completely cut off from the outside world. They are frequently bombed and have little, if any, access to water, electricity, food supplies, and cannot leave or move freely. And to give you an idea, this I made this res- research. Yesterday, And I got this information yesterday, but today the information changed because the bombings have happened. And because of what happened with uh, the Hamas, um, Israel has uh, announced that now they are completely under siege, which means that they will get no electricity. They will get no food. They will get uh, nothing that will get imported and they cannot leave. So if you have no food and no electricity, that means you have no water. You have no power to be able to get your uh, industries growing or anything. So basically, they're just starving the uh, population to death. So, yeah, we're there now. And then the final point that I have is uh, Palestinians uh, that are in exile uh, can be in exile if they are expelled from Israel. Most Palestinians are considered stateless. If they are out of Israel slash Palestine, a Palestinian out of their country cannot come back, even if born there, as Israel is recognized now and not Palestine. On the other hand, if any Jewish person can become an Israeli citizen on demand at any time under the 1950 law of return, they are given immediate full rights based on ethnic and religious background. That, That is heavy. Since 1967, Israel has revoked the residency of over 250,000 Palestinians. And these five categories that I mentioned earlier can be seen as a pyramid of importance, at the top being identifying as a Jewish-Israeli, um, and then it goes downwards uh, from, uh, you know, the Her- the heartland, West Bank, East Jerusalem, Gaza Strip, um, all of that. And basically, one can never move upwards you cannot move to those other places like to go up in the pyramid if you are living in the heartland you can go live in the gaza strip any day if you're in the gaza strip you stay in the gaza strip and as i said they asked uh, yesterday yeah you have to go we're gonna bomb you and they had one way to go and they bombed right that w- at the way so that's a casting behavior <laughs> yeah that's what we're dealing with um so yeah So now we have, and it's been recognized uh, notably by the Amnesty International, the construction, and many others. But construction of an an apartheid wall uh, on the West Bank barrier, which represents seven hundred and eight kilometers, which took time between the two thousand and two thousand and five to come to build. It's still there. Don't worry. Politically, then I would say Palestinians with Israeli citizenship have the right to vote, but they are closely monitored. And although it is illegal to have a political party that is questioning or opposing any part of the state of Israel, you kind of want to be careful of what you vote for if you're Palestinian. Uh, Then we also have another law that is the absentee property law. Uh, It is the main law. In a series of law that regulate the treatment of property belonging to Palestinians, so we have uh, the upper that I mentioned, Uh, it is represented with massive seizures of land and property, unlawful killings, infliction uh, infliction of serious injuries, uh, forcible transfers arbitrary restrictions of freedom of movement and denial of nationality among other inhumane or inhuman acts, Israeli officials would be responsible for the crime against humanity of apartheid. And I just want to say that as well, um, recently, uh, Barcelona has suspended its ties with Israel. Uh, actually, it was in September of this year, uh, citing the systemic violations of Palestinians' human rights. So that is the It's one of the only, at least... Um, places in Europe that suspended its ties. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just want to then say again, like we often see that it's kind of Muslims against Jewish people, but it's not just that. We've seen numerous of occasions where um, Is- Israelis Jewish people are spitting on Christians or targeting Christians. They're targeting Muslims. And saying that one does not support um, Israel for what it's doing—it's crime against humanities. It's not saying that we don't like Jewish people. It's not anti-Semitism. It's really on the upside of that because obviously, you, one does not just um, one is not just fine with this kind of situation, and one does not also uh, support Hamas for what it's doing.